Hey, and welcome to the One More Thing podcast, a podcast where we go beyond the weekend and highlight one more thing to help you walk out your faith in the middle of the work week. And this week, we're going to talk about worship and why you can't go it alone when it comes to worship. Welcome to the first podcast of 2020. A new year is underway, and with that, if you're anything like me, you have a ton of new resolutions for the new year, things you want to change, things you want to do better. Uh, I I totally realize, of course, not everyone is into resolutions. That's fine. You don't have to be. Uh, But I do think, at the very least, we should all be into reflection. We should all at least take a moment to reflect on where we've been, where we're going, and, and most of all, who we're becoming and whether what we are doing is helping us look more and more like Jesus. Lamentations chapter 3 challenges us to test and examine our ways, and this sentiment is really echoed all through the Old and New Testaments, mostly in relation to our pursuit of God or our wandering from God. And really, that's where this call to reflection and resolve comes from. How can we better pursue the life that God has called us to in this coming year? And what are we doing to help us look more like Jesus. That's why as we've launched the year together, I'm challenging you along with us at Northeast to three simple commitments that the scriptures promise are pivotal in our pursuit of God. And we're going to recap those three commitments over the next three episodes here together on the One More Thing podcast, because I believe if we keep these three simple commitments in view for this year, it can help keep our hearts and our souls in check come what may in the coming year. And the first commitment revolves around worship, but not just worship, worshiping together. Commitment number one is that we worship together. Now, we talked a lot about this this past weekend, uh, about how the scriptures repeatedly tell us that worship is more about the heart that we bring than it is the songs that we sing. And we also delved into why scripture tells us that worshiping together matters, why corporate worship is so important important. I'm not going to recap all of that here. If you missed the message, you can download that podcast and listen along. But there is one more thing that's worth worth mentioning. One more thing about the importance of worshiping together that often doesn't get talked about. And quite honestly, it's often completely missed. And yet I think it's one of the, the incredible things, one of the incredibly important things that's essential to our faith. And, and, and it's this. The reason scripture calls us not just to worship alone, but to worship together is because there is a stretching, a sanctifying, and a maturing work that happens when we accept another's leading in worship. Here's what I mean by that. So think about this scenario for a moment. When I choose my own worship, I more often than not choose what I like and what sounds good to me, and frequently I will filter out then everything else. And and that honestly limits me. That limits what I listen to in worship, and it limits it often only to one style, maybe two, and that can limit the voices that I listen to and the lyrics that I'm being exposed to. When I choose my own messages based on which speaker I like or which messages I want to hear, I often filter out messages that I need to hear. I'm not real quick, honestly, to click on a message about giving, but that may be exactly the reason I need that message the most. But see, when I'm committing to worshiping together, I commit to coming into a place where other people's voices and other people's thoughts and other people's walk with God shape what I'm hearing and singing and listening to. And I need that. 
I need to hear different people pray about different things, things that I didn't think of or think things I didn't know were going on in the world, things I may not naturally care about until someone with a different and more mature perspective helps me see and think about all these things in a different way. When I accept worshiping together, I accept someone else's leading and I accept their voice and they become an iron that sharpens me. But if I choose to worship alone, if I, if I skip the crowd, then who's sharpening me then? I, I attribute this much like I do to workouts. I, I'm a runner. Uh, I choose uh, at times and at seasons different running partners. They're, they're people who force me to run harder and train different. And I become a better and more well-rounded runner as a result. I don't always want to wake up when they wake up. I don't always want to run the routes that they run or the speed that they run. But my body needs that change. And though I wouldn't choose it for myself, and maybe I didn't even know that route existed, by running with that person in that way on that route, it can radically reshape my training and as a result, my strength. When I get with someone else in the gym, They bring to me their favorite exercises. And let's be honest, they're often not my favorite. I have my go-to exercises that I'm comfortable with, which is probably why I need to be stretched. Because when we get comfortable in something, we start stagnating. But when I embrace and accept another person and their direction or their voice, then I shape my muscles in new ways. I I need that. And and you do too. And what's true of us physically is true of us spiritually, which is why the scriptures call us to worship together. When we worship together, we allow other people's maturity to, to shape us. And this is precisely why Hebrews then calls us not to neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But it's more than just that. There's also a theological aspect to this. When we worship together, we willingly accept someone else's leadership, which should remind us then that this is the constant need of our souls before God. We need him to lead us because when we lead ourselves, we drift. We drift to our own desires. We drift to our own devices. These moments then when I'm led by others, it reminds me that my faith is not my own. I was rescued because God took the initiative, not because I did. I was rescued because God did a work in my life that I couldn't do for myself. I need that reminder from a theological perspective. When we worship together, we are being reminded that we couldn't do this on our own and we still can't. Look, I get it. Worship is hard when someone else is choosing the music. But let's remember, worship isn't really about the music. It's about our hearts. And our heart needs not only God's leading, but others leading too. Like it or not, God calls us to worship together because he knows it's what we need. I felt this in a very real way recently when after one of our worship services, someone came up to me and they had a critique for me. They had a comment, not a a critical critique, but a positive critique in the sense of, hey, here's something I want you to think about. Here's a way that you could shape that perspective that might be better, more whole. Because there's, there's a facet that you didn't hit on that I think we need. And as we sat and fleshed that out, I realized this was a gift from God, right? They, were, they had experienced life through an angle that I hadn't because of their, their gender and their background and all of these things. And it brought perspective to something that I was missing because of my age and my gender and my experiences. I needed that voice. It made my understanding and my perspective more 
full. This is why we can't follow Christ in a vacuum and why we're not supposed to. So let's commit this year to worshiping together. The world needs to see us do it. Our kids need to see us commit to it. But even more so, our hearts need the refining and the shaping that comes from other voices when we commit to worshiping together. Thanks for listening to One More Thing. If you have questions or comments, please reach out to us at nebc.ch slash contact. To hear our weekly messages, be sure to subscribe to the Northeast Bible Podcast on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week by downloading our app or following us on social media at Northeast Bible. Thanks again, and we hope that you join us as we continue to make disciples on mission for Jesus Christ.